Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Man. I'm gonna be playing that so many different times. I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> You've played it a lot. Yeah. Hey, hey, Randy. I just wanted to comment real yeah. quick. Um, yeah. Chris made a good point. You know about, um, you know, some of the schools in the Big Twelve that that remain that you know have done more than than Texas has over the years. But still, I just wanted to make the point that you know Cincinnati, Baylor, UCF, Oklahoma State, TCU. Yes, I, I get that. But when you talk about programs that are ranked in value, like there's nobody in the top ten from the Big Twelve aside from Texas and OU. Uh, when you talk about revenue, same deal. Top 10, Texas and OU. Um, you know, you look at the, the SEC, and you've got 10 programs, not including Texas and OU. That'll make it 12. 10 programs ranked in the top 25 in value, nine in revenue uh, without Oklahoma and Texas. That's just kind of what I'm, what I'm pointing to. When you talk about, you know, teams that are revered as, you know, power programs, regardless of what's happened in recent history, I mean, Texas and OU easily stand above, you know, everybody else. And plus, you know, you, you know, you've got, what, nine national championships that Texas claims, seven for OU. I mean, there's probably three left over, something like that, in the Big 12 now. Yeah, no, they, they certainly have the most history and tradition and, and, and certainly and value and, rev, and, and they yep. have the highest ceilings of all those. I agree. But I just don't think – I think the success of some of those schools that you mentioned, and I even think BYU joining is is more um, is maybe an underrated uh, factor because they've had a, a history of great success. If you want to, if we want to go back beyond the, the the 2000 mark, you know, you look at what they did in the the 90s and the 80s, and their alumni base is massive. I, I think that the Big 12, while it's not the Big 10 and the SEC, I, I think it's outside of Clemson booing. And, and Florida State and, and sort of Miami. But I think that really the, the Big 12 is beginning to position itself as the third best conference. And look, it just shows you how well off the SEC and the Big 10 are, and especially the SEC, where the argument is not who's the best conference anymore. It's who's third best. What do you guys mm. think? I mean, that's where we're at now with the alignment of college football and I think there is an argument to be made the Big Ten is improving getting uh, the L.A. schools, Trey, but still, you know, far back, um, in my opinion, from what the SEC yeah. has done. I think it's a clear SEC one, a clear Big Ten two. And I, I do think, you know, even though you add USC and UCLA, I, I do think geography knocks that down a peg, just the, the impact of that, in my opinion. I mean, I understand TV revenue and such, but – I mean, man, it just it feels weird, uh, but I mean, it's it's a distant third. Whoever's pecking for third. Oh yeah, I think it's still. Oh, I, it I, is. I think it's still it the is. ACC. I just don't. I don't see a. I see some programs that have done some good things. I don't see a potential national champion in the Big Twelve. It would come. It, it would come from. It would be one of those outliers who wouldn't be a preseason favorite, like TCU did last year. Well, you'd have, you know, no, last they, year. You'd yeah, have to bring exactly. in someone like Utah. Well, exactly. Like, and Utah has been incredible, you right. know, considering the fact they jumped to a Power yeah. Five conference and 
they didn't knock any rust. They didn't need any rust knocked off. Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. went in flying and still have done very well. But so, Utah's not part. Not yet. Of the Big 12. I think Big Twelve. But you're you're going to see some more additions. That's why I was teasing with yeah. Neil. Yeah. All right. Who's up next? Yeah. Who's up? I I think you're going to see again. That's the difference, right? It's the leadership and stabilization. Right now, SEC, the Big Ten, and I think the Big Twelve have the top three in terms of leadership. ACC leadership. The TV deal they made already already puts them lower in terms of leadership. They're they're fighting at their conference uh, media days over at you know Hilton Head Island or I'm sorry Amelia Island at the Hilton over there. Uh, reports were that there were different conference conference athletic directors arguing at the bar because their TV deal is so far below some of these other oh, conferences. They, they, and they were holding their little caucuses, if you will, of schools wanting to try to figure out a way. Can we get to, out? Yeah, how yeah. to get out? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not all harmony. But Trey, what do you? I mean, at this point, how how funny is it that the move that Arkansas made that was so criticized back in the '90s, and you know there was mm-hmm. reason for it, and now they just get a kickback, put their arms up over their head, look around, and go, "Life's pretty good around here, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, kind of a sucks being y'all <laughs> kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and Frank was, you know, has been criticized over the years for you know making that decision, but we know that Arkansas would have been left out in the cold had they not made that move because they weren't most likely getting an invite to the Big 12. It, it still amazes me even, you know, up to right before, right up to about before Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC, you still heard people talk, hey, Arkansas would be a better fit for the Big 12. Arkansas should move to the Big 12. So Arkansas is the only school in the country that's moving because of geography and not money. I mean, it just made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but there, you would still hear, hear people say that Arkansas should move to the Big 12, and obviously not. All right, Trey, I've got a couple of questions. Um, uh, this from Floyd, by way of our Asher Record Service company, Life Fan Feedback, says, Offensive line, 2020 was a wash. This year is the first The really – Pittman line of his recruits playing. I believe the starters will be changed from first to the last game. Not for bad play, but better talent winning playing time. Chambly, Harris, and Kudos become fixtures. Well, I don't know if Brady Latham and Bo Lemmer are getting moved out anytime soon, and those guys are multi-year starters. Brady Latham is about to be a four-year starter I would say Lemmer's probably three-and-a-half-year starter. Um, I, so those those guys aren't going anywhere. But, I mean, Devon Manuel was a Pittman recruit. You know, Devon Manuel came in at 6'9", 390, 390 pounds, and is down to 310. Again, I think he'll pack on just a little bit more before uh, the season gets here. But if he looked like he did, if he looked like he does now, back when he was a recruit, he would have been – very, very highly recruited, but but wasn't partially because of the way he was put together. Uh, Kudis is a guy that they love the first day he stepped on campus. Luke Brown, by the way, is another guy that I hear them talk about, you know, in a similar manner as they did Kudis last year when he got on campus. I still think of Marion Harris and Chambly could use a little bit more time to develop, but they're right there. They're future future players for sure. And, you know, don't forget about Takias Crawford too. I mean, he I think he'll continue to to push Luke Braun. Uh, Luke Braun is also a Pittman guy. He was actually committed to Georgia under Pittman. Uh, and then when Pittman left for Arkansas, he flipped his commitment to Florida. And so, and now has come full circle back with Pittman. So uh, 
you got three guys that were Pittman recruits on the line right now, but Brady Latham and Bo Lemmer, you know, unless there's some kind of injury or something, they're not getting bumped out anytime soon. And then Adam says, Trey, what do you think of the Razorback men's basketball season tickets being sold out? And we're only in July. And when will the full basketball schedule be released for the season? I'm not sure exactly when they'll have everything released, but guys, I guess it wouldn't be too much longer, but uh, they they should sell out. I mean, look at the success Arkansas has had with Musselman, and look look at this fan. We know what this fan base is. This fan base, when Arkansas basketball is good, they show up. No surprise at all. I mean, you should sell out, and they do. It's not it's not unexpected. What's going to be interesting, Trey? I think. Uh, it's still several years down the line, obviously. But what the facelift uh, Bud yeah. Walton Arena is actually going to look like and how many tickets will be lost in that process. Because you know if they can squeeze a skybox or something similar to uh, whatever it's called that's going to be in the north end zone uh, where it's got the bar and the whole night. seating and yeah, yeah. what all that's going to develop into. So... I'll yeah, be curious I, to see how that how that changes uh, I would basketball. Like to see, yeah, I would like to see that that premium type seatum, you know, move down closer to the court. Uh, you know, I, th- I think you're, in my opinion, the, the suites are a little bit far away. You know, in terms of how things are designed nowadays. I'll tell you something else. You know, just aside from the seating and suites, and you know what gets taken out, uh, I would like to see them change the orientation. Uh, and I've said this a number of times, but the camera orientation to where it features the students. I know the students can't be behind the bench, but there are mm-hmm. other ways to do it nowadays. You see, like Auburn, for example, uh, they have the bench, the back of the players' heads when they're sitting on the bench, back of the coach's head facing the camera. And on the other side of it, you get just a row of students. And what that makes it look like on TV is that the place is just going absolutely bonkers. Now, we see that. For big games, you know, the Auburn game uh, a few years ago, you go back and look at that, and it looks like a madhouse because everybody was going crazy. Nobody sat down the entire game. But for, you know, just a more regular opponent, um, it, it, it it's a little more subdued looking on television. So I would like to see them change the orientation, either move the students to where they're behind the benches on the other side obviously not directly behind the opposing player bench you have to go up a few rows uh, but still it would it would still look great that way or flip it the other way where you have it behind the coaches heads just for just for the way it's presented i think that would make a difference so um, but yeah in addition to that um, you know it's it's time to do some upgrades and stuff to the the arena i'm glad there were there were rumors last year about uh, possibly building a new one and uh, I, I, I was not for that at all. Uh, this from our buzz text line from Uncle Bama. There are only two reasons the SEC is the most dominant conference, Alabama and Georgia. All That's not true. Other LSU, schools Florida. Are go mid-tier. back and look at the 13 national championships right. over the last 17 years, and you're still going to be – you're still going to be way ahead of any other conference, even if you take out Georgia and Alabama. I about to say, Georgia's more of a uh, – you know, school come lately too. By the way, they've always Mark Richt had him. He was good, but they were not in this classification. Yeah, LSU yeah. would have another national championship also if it wasn't for Alabama. <laughs> it's <know>? true. 
No, that there's there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, Alabama would have another one if it wasn't for Georgia. You know, yes, so. they would. Yeah, jo- yeah, Georgia would have another one if it wasn't for Alabama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, it's like it, it goes back and forth all day, and that's that's just in football. Not and even you forgot uh, Auburn baseball, and you forget Auburn and Auburn, Auburn yeah. as well. Yeah. So you've got Auburn, and Auburn played for another one, uh, but they they didn't win it. Uh, but you have Auburn, um, Florida, Georgia. I mean. LSU, Alabama, LSU. There are a lot of teams. Tennessee is, you know, it's not 98 wasn't that long ago, I guess. But, you know, Tennessee has the capability. They've shown it in, you know, fairly recent, I guess. That's still pretty good. I guess that's a pretty good bit back. But, uh, no, the strength of the SEC is uh, there's a lot of great teams at the top, and the middle of the pack is no picnic. Uh, this one from our texter from the 870, Trey. With Eno's system not as fast as Bryles, how many snaps per game do you see this offense averaging? And of those snaps, what do you see the average run-pass ratio being? Wow, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, 67 plays a game? Something 70 plays a game? I don't know. What's the what's the top team? Usually like 77 plays a game, something like that. Um, so, yeah, they'll be more methodical at times and – you know, there's things being done to shorten games. All, the game also. Of course, like the rule plays. changes. It, yeah. it may yeah. cost as many as five plays. Yeah. I realize that because, didn't sound like much. Well, there's people all over the country clamoring for less football for shortened games, right? So I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah, nobody. Nobody's asking for that. Um, but this, the commercial breaks have gotten longer. I get I get. you got to pay the bills. But uh, – the commercial breaks keep getting longer, and they take every opportunity to, to take away, you know, to pull away from the game, and uh, and now they're taking away the plays. So, has I don't Enos really like that trend? Has Enos, um, based on his time when he was previously at Arkansas to um, his time elsewhere, uh, any changes that he's made? Has he been asked about oh, that yeah. or talked about that? What what are well, some of the highlights? Him, on them? Yeah, we've only had him the one time, but they definitely the offense is different. You know, it's it's definitely evolved and includes more RPO and and things like that. It, it, also, the second part of the the question, I always thought that Brett Bielma put it well. I believe it was Brett. It might have been Petrino. Uh, that you know, balance isn't about being fifty fifty, or you may say sixty forty is balance. You know, because you know you're going to produce less rushing yards, so maybe you run more and pass less. Maybe that's balance. Arkansas obviously ran more uh, under Browles. But balance is being able to do both when you need to. And so it, it may be different just depending on the opponent. Uh, let's see. Read that one. Uh, the only school in the SEC would even consider adding right now is Notre Dame. That is from Todd. Do you think if they came calling, Trey, it's, it's an immediate yes? from Sankey and, and the rest of them? I think any conference right now would say yes to Notre Dame. You know, you're yeah. talking about being able to change that TV contract. If, in the ACC, if Notre Dame jumped on board, you don't think that NBC would jump in there and say, we'll take over all the rights. We'll, we, you know, we'll, we'll pay the other guy <laughs> off, and, and here's going to be the new contract. Yeah, I do. I think uh, – I don't know that Notre Dame wants any of the, of the SEC. Maybe they do, but, uh, you know, they're a big enough brand – but you know, on their own, I 
I don't know that I, I mean, I guess you're, you're expanding. I mean, you're in the Southwest now, even though you're the SEC, but uh, I, I kind of think that Notre Dame is a better fit for the ACC and, you know, maybe boost that conference overall. I kind of hope that's what happens, actually, just, you know, provide a little bit more balance to, through the conferences and also don't you think their second their second uh choice would be big 10 they don't i, I doubt yeah. they want to come down south and play majority of their games well, they already play they just, the acc basket are they right they play acc basketball yeah they play acc basketball just about every they, other sport yeah. yeah they jumped in with the acc during the covid stuff so and plus again we go back to you have to win your conference to get a buy in the playoff Notre Dame's not a member of a conference. I think it's just a matter of time. Going to have to, I think, eventually. But, again, they've, they've been able to dodge that so far. Uh, let's see. This is another person's opinion, uh, Chris. Uh, this from, well, we'll just say the 501. From the bus. Text line, Texas has not been good since Vince Young. I think we all kind of agree with that. They haven't been that. great since Vince Young. They've had some good teams. They went to they, the title uh, after him. Colt McCoy yeah, took him to Colt the title. Colt McCoy yeah. took them to the championship game against Alabama. He hurt his shoulder and couldn't throw. Yeah. And had to come out like first quarter. Garrett Gilbert, remember the five-star recruit came in and everyone was like, oh, this is supposed to be the oh, next yeah. great quarterback. And I think he hopped around uh, SMU after that is where he ended up before going pro. Yeah, I remember there was a buddy of mine that made a joke. It was uh, – not after a recent quarterback that Texas had, not get, uh, not him, but years later. Um, oh, I can't remember who the quarterback was, but it was somebody who, you know, was was good. And it was like after years of sifting through the best talent in the country, Texas finally has a quarterback. By the way, this quick footnote: Bobby Ornis has been promoted to a full time assistant role good for him good for him yes 29 years of age wow that is fantastic all right trey we will talk with you tomorrow that is trey biddy of hogsports.com see you trey being brought to you by asher record service company